Welcome to the Royalty Connections Millennial Mindset Segment, where we talk hot topics, love, and counterculture. What's going on, beautiful people all around the world? Welcome to the Royalty Connections Millennial Mindset Segment, where we talk hot topics, love, and counterculture. And I'm your host, Donald M. Schuler Jr. And I'm your host, Tiffany Schuler. Oh, snap. Y'all hear this little voice in here? My wife has made it into the studio. Hey, y'all. So today, we are talking about... That mouth. Is that how you talking? As you can see, my wife is very excited about the topic. Let's get to it right now. So communication, that is something that my wife and I have really honed in on in our marriage and our dating, our engagement ship. <laughs> communication has been the foundation of our marriage besides, you know, Jesus Christ, which was a Lord, Savior and all that good stuff. Um, I think communication in our dating process was really straight to the point and kind of aggressive for a lot of other people. But for me, I came through, you know, some some past situations, situationships, I'd like to say, where I shouldn't have been in a relationship in the first place. I should have been upfront of what I wanted, what I needed, what I was looking for. And when I met Tiffany, you know, she's she's beautiful. And I was like, you know what? Beautiful girls, of course. But I need somebody who is physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally sound. So in our dating process, I was collecting data on my wife. And we're married now. It worked out. (laughs) (laughs) What you got to say, babe? No, no, that's so true. Communication, as simple as it sounds, you would think, like, I talk to my girlfriend, boyfriend, or my husband or spouse all the time. But it's like, no, but are you really effectively communicating? Are you listening to understand and instead of listening to respond? I know my husband, when he said that he was upfront and honest with me about what his expectations were and what he wanted, that was something that was so defining in our relationship that I didn't realize was. And it built us to be where we are today. And so all we do is talk. Like, we go over <laughs> we go over to his parents' house, and we live together. But when we get to our destination, we don't immediately get out the car. What do we do? We sit in the car for like another 45 minutes or an hour just talking. We've been talking this whole time, but we just have more things to say before we get out the car. So we're like, let's truly talk and listen and understand each other. Well, what led to us talking so much was we decided to be celibate, as in actually me, the man, the brother, the strong man of God that I am, I said I was tired of doing stuff how I was doing it. If I wanted to do something differently, I wanted different results, I had to make sure I I changed my perspective and changed my approach. So I said, baby, we're going to be celibate and we're going to take it like this because this is God's order. And I feel like this will yield a lot of fruit. So we didn't really spend, um, (laughs) we didn't spend any time in the bedroom how, you know what I'm saying, I would like to be in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) And we spent all of our time talking. Yeah. 
talking about our insides, our outsides, our goals, our dreams. Expectations. Expectations. Mm -hmm. You know, what marriage looked like for us. And, you know, so many things that a lot of people kind of gloss over in the dating process today. Oh, gloss over this. We, we don't need to gloss over this specific topic. So what I want to make sure that everybody understands is that you have to teach the person how you want to be talked to, right? I give credit to my husband all the time because he truly taught me how to talk to him. Because she was great. Uh, yeah, you know, in the beginning of that <laughs> intro, when I said, that's how you talking, literally that was, that was embodiment of me because I would be spicy and I, my octave would be from like a three to a 10 and it was just not it. So my husband was like, all right, listen now. All right, that's not how we doing in this relationship. Uh, you got to talk to me like a regular person. You got to lower that octave back to a three. And um, just tell me what you need. I'm like, oh. So then, like, when I have something to say, I'm like, listen here, honey. I don't like that. I'm offended. And it's like, wow. All right, tell me more. And it's so funny that some people are like, what? Is that how you really talk to each other? I'm like, yeah, actually, we do. And so, therefore, there's no grudges. We don't hold on to things for mounds and mounds of time. We don't not discuss it and then come back three, four months later to myself, well, you, last time you did this, you offended me. Nah, we, we, we get right to it. I will admittedly say that I hold on to it a little. Oh, praise the Lord. We have, we have some admittance going on in here. Didn't she sound good, y'all? I wasn't going to interrupt her story or anything, but I was just really hoping that we would get to that part. Continue. I hold on to things a little longer than my husband does like my husband be done in 30 seconds and it took me about 30 minutes but nonetheless we get to the topic right then and there and it's over it never occurs until the next day so I really appreciate him of telling me what he needed and what he wanted and then in return I gave him the same type of expectations so now we go into every situation where um if we are offended if we're hurt or we feel like um you were trying to play me uh, we would have a conversation about it. My wife always feels like I'm trying to play her for some reason. Like, <laughs> if y'all ever saw us, this is what I always tell my wife. I said, I can't wait until we do some more events where, like, I'm just going to ask the crowd, say, hey, who do you think is the aggressor <laughs> in this relationship, in this marriage? Now, for those of you who have never seen me or my wife, me, I'm the size of your starting NFL defensive end, about 6'4", 280. My wife is the size of your starting NFL cheerleader, about ah! <laughs> about 5'4". Okay, thank you. Yes, okay, yes, thank I'm you. 5'3 and a half. No, 5'4". You know? <laughs> See, he be trying to play me, y'all. We'll, we'll do that. So, um, as, as you can just get that picture, you know, people would say, man, Donald, it is you. Why are you bullying that wife? Why are you bullying your wife? Why are you so mean? Let me tell y'all something. I am on the witness stand at least four times out of the day. My wife, who should have went to school for law, makes sure that I am really just understanding her feelings to the T. Yeah. Where there's no, like... Miscommunication. Yes, yes. You know, we started out our marriage writing these different... um different goals that we're trying to do say, hey, you know, if there's something that goes on through the week, we're going to have a certain day in the week where we come together and hash it out right. at the dinner table. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We have been married three years now, and we have done that <laughs> twice. And I think twice is being generous. Because, you know, if my, my wife has something to say, she's not going to hold on to it. Right then and there. Yes. Mm-hmm. With, with a lot of... Um, yeah, with, with a lot of stuff. What are you say? So, <laughs> you know, my wife, I, in her previous, you know, situationships, I don't know, um, you know, looking back at it, I almost feel bad for them brothers because um, <laughs> my wife, you know, she tried to, you know, just, just real aggressive. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just had to get that corrected and say, hey, you know, I love you. I respect you for the strong, independent woman that you are. But um, please do not strong and independent yourself out of a man. <laughs> so we, we got the understanding and um, we, we do communication. We do our marriage in God's order. God is the head of this household. It's me. Then it's my wife. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, why does the wife have to be under you? Well, we believe the Bible from the front to the back. Just because I'm above my wife in God's order doesn't mean my wife is a peasant woman or a slave or whatever. It's all about honor. Submittance is all about honor. And as I am the head of our marriage, my wife is the neck. Right. You know, the head, I look to God. My wife helps me look to God. She turns me wherever I need to go. So that is like a a quick breakdown of, of the godly version of marriage. Amen. Yeah. So along with uh, effective communication is also words of affirmation, right? So we also have to understand that type of um, what level do you need words of affirmation? Because everybody is different. And so when you're communicating that, you have to ask your spouse or the person you're dating, what does that look for you? Because I know I was in the beginning of our marriage, I was a big... um, component of, oh, my actions speak louder than words. And my, my husband was like, yeah, yeah, that's not going to work for me. I actually am going to need you to say it, and I'm going to need you to say it regularly. And I'm like, oh, okay. So every chance I get, when is it if he does something that I, I like or if he has on something that is new or a fresh haircut, I got to make sure. Or gray sweatpants. That he, ha- he has on gray sweatpants today. That's <laughs> what you know, oh, yeah. So me and my wife are very, 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 very much involved with each other. Songs of Solomon style. Shout out to King Solomon. You already know what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and when it comes to words of affirmation, yes, 100%. I wouldn't say your boy is needy, <laughs> who needs attention. But let me tell you something. I'm married to one woman. Amen. Just one. Come on. So therefore, I need all the attention that she has for me in the whole entire uh, universe. So I'm not looking for any attention outside her universe. You feel me? So that's what I said. I said, baby, look, you know, I, I, I need you to, um, you're showing me that you love me. I appreciate that. But I also appreciate you telling me that you love me. Me being an artist, a poet, you know, uh, a romantic, um, you know, popular culture says a hopeless romantic. Ain't nothing hopeless about me. Come on. Uh, but I'm just a romantic type of person. And um, I love just telling my wife how much I love her. You know, I, I think my wife would lose count with how many times I tell her how much I love her that's facts. Yeah, each yeah. and every day. So I just say, hey, you know, I'm going to need that same energy. No, that's true. That's very, very true. And for the ladies, too, um, and speaking for myself, I am big on quality time, right? So that is part of my love language. 
And I was telling my husband, with being an effective communicator, that I need more time. I need, I need quality time. If it's going out on a date, if it's Netflix and chilling, if it's cooking with me, if it's going shopping, grocery shopping with me, I need your time. Right, and just because you spent time with me yesterday for five <laughs> hours doesn't mean you can. Or six hours doesn't mean that you're not supposed to spend time with me on a Tuesday, um, for ten hours. So wow. no, she means that, y'all. <laughs> she means that. My husband is my best friend, and I love spending every moment with him. I literally have been blessed by this pandemic. Because I've been able to... Oh, you mean... you mean? I was going to say the pandemic. No, we can say the pandemic. Okay, the pandemic. Yes. But um, because I get to see my husband more than what, from like the 7 to 11 that you'll normally work if you had to travel to work every single day. So now I get to see him all the time. So for lunch, I get to see him. For breakfast, I get to see him. And then I get off around like 5. But my husband's day doesn't really start until 5... To like three o'clock in the morning. So I always insert myself in his little pockets of break just to make sure we spend some quality time together. Yeah. Forcefully yeah. inserts herself. Very, very, very. But he enjoys it every single time. Yeah, I, I do. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> you know, we just created this phrase, we as in me. Uh-uh. Um, I want to say about two, three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, optimal quality time. Yeah. So optimal quality time. I have to give it to my wife in different layers. I can't <laughs> promise my wife anything or tell her I want her to tell me something because my wife is the warden. She is the police. She is the FBI. The she lawyer. is the feds. You hear me? And she will hold me accountable and bring back the receipts at every conversation. I'm just like, well, I just... So, make a long story short. Mm-hmm. Optimal quality time is pretty much the whole day. Yeah, optimal quality time is pretty much the whole day. And regular quality time, that's like, you know, you're after work or we'll have some food, watch a movie type of thing. Okay. That's what my wife really likes. So there's only two layers? Yeah, I mean, for me, unless you want to develop another layer right here, which you probably Yeah, so the second layer is is just, I mean, the third layer (laughs) is just a little quick spurt, right? So, like, I'll come in. Be here for about five minutes, and then I have my popular phrase, I'm out. And that's all I need. I just need to see you. I just need to check in, make sure you're good, and then I'm out, and I don't need nothing else. So that's the third layer. So here's where we disagree <laughs> uh, to all the listeners out there. Uh, my wife, she's very, like I said, she's, you know, she's small in stature but big in heart, and she moves very fast. So if there was, like, a, a great... Uh, analogy that I would like to say, you know, I am a Mack truck. My wife is a sports car. So the sports car goes really fast at all times, zero to a hundred and whatever. A Mack truck, you got to rev that boy up a little bit. So my wife, whenever she's done spending time with me, (laughs) she going zoom, zoom, zoom up out of there. And I'm like, um, well, you know, I'm just getting revved up here. Can we, you know, spend a little bit of time together? So my wife. So how do you disagree? You're just like affirming that I need a quick little stop. I'm disagreeing yeah. that you need to not leave until I'm ready. <laughs> oh, so my quick. I don't have a quick stop. Like you don't want a quick stop. No, you. I need it long and strong. Wow. Baby. All right. Well, we're gonna have to work on that, y'all. 
Because I, I like to zoom, 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 as my husband says. I ain't got time for a long and strong on certain days. I just got to bump. I'm about to siphon that gas tank. <laughs> That's what I'm about to do. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, we you know we do a lot of work from home stuff, so it kind of works out for us anyway. Yeah. When she zooms, zooms, she's only going down the hallway. So <laughs> <laughs> I, can, uh, I can go mess with her um, as much as I need to. That is so funny. What we got next, baby? What's, okay. what's, our, what's our last thing we want the folks to understand about effective communication? Okay, so effective communication is making sure that you don't say anything that you don't mean, right? Yeah. So when you come into an argument or you're heated, right, make sure you take a pause. So there's a couple of ways that you can go about it. So some people, when they're really angry, they said, you know what? I don't need to talk about this right now. I need a break. I'm going to come back. But the key is you have to come back and talk about it because the other person may not be in that way. So they're like, okay, you're stewing. I'm stewing. It's about 30 minutes. We got to talk about this. So that's what I suggest. Another person is, you know, I'm very angry. I got to walk away. But I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to be the listener instead of the talker, because then it gives me time to really formulate my words so then I don't say anything that I don't mean. And then there's only been one time where I was, like, so mad, and I was like, I don't even know what to say. So what I did was I just started praying. I said, God, I don't know what to do in this moment. I need wisdom. I need to know how I need to address um, how I feel so that my husband understands and that we can have a um, clear, concise solution, resolution. And so I prayed. I took a, took a step back, and then I came back, and I said, you know, this is, this is how I feel. You know, the Lord told me I needed to say this to you in this way. And it was like such a beautiful um, conversation because I took myself out of it, right? So my husband said in the beginning, God comes first in our relationship. And so we want to make sure that we look to him in everything that we do. And if there ever comes a situation where I don't understand or my communication in that moment is not getting by. I need to pray and ask God to give me the words so that my husband can hear the information that I'm trying to give him. Wow. That was pretty. Listen, it's truth. It's been facts. That was, that was top notch, little baby girl. <laughs> um, yeah, so, <laughs> well, I don't really know how to like, come back with that one. Um, it's, it's really just, it's the foundation of our lives, of our marriage is... Yeshua HaMashiach. And for those who don't know who that is, that is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And um, we're so blessed that when he went to glory, he sent his Holy Spirit, which is the comforter. And uh, he comforts us during times of frustration, during times yeah. of trial. Um, a lot of people will say, well, man, marriage is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the first thing they'll say. Not marriage is beautiful, not um, marriage good. sex is great. Not going on <laughs> vacations is awesome with one person. I don't have to worry about. They won't say that. They'll yeah. say marriage is work, and I feel like that is that's the so wrong. True. That's mentality. like the wrong mentality mm-hmm. and, and wrong spirit to have about mm-hmm. it, man. Like marriage is absolutely incredible and it's, it's beautiful, beautiful if you live it and do it the right way. Yeah, and um, that is by having God at the center of it, and um, just having two people who want to communicate with each other on the highest frequency possible. Right. And uh, that's what we strive to do. And that's what we want to continue to be an example for anybody who is watching or listening all over the world. So 
You got anything else, my little sweet thing? That was it. I just, you know, wanted to drop that bomb at the end. Every time my wife gets in the studio, y'all, she like, you know, she just becomes this whole different type of person. Like, it's an alter ego. It's wild. What do you mean? But uh, it's, it's, really, it's really adorable. It's really cute. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, you will be hearing a lot more from the Schulers with right. the Millennial Mindset segment. We are really trying to do our best to love agape love, unconditional love, and encourage everyone who is willing to listen. Amen. So, with that being said, I'm your host, Donald M. Shuler Jr. And I'm your host, Tiffany, and we are the Shulers. <laughs> Make sure y'all like, subscribe, share, and comment to those who need to hear this. Peace!